Hello, you dirty, filthy whore bags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S, coming to you with another episode of Table Talk, okay? So, for today's Table Talk, it's definitely a different vibe. It's definitely more of a serious topic that I'm about to talk about. And so, I really want to make sure that through this episode, um, the message is as concrete and as informative as possible. This is not a laughing matter at all whatsoever uh, because this is something that is very, 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 very dear to my heart. And so I just want to make sure that the language and the tone that is given through this episode is gravitated the way that I would want it to be. And so um, today's table talk is, is God real? Is God real? And the reason why I am having this episode was I wanted to have this episode actually in the beginning of the month. Um, I watched a video uh, from uh, the comedian Aries Spears um, when he went on the Tammy Mac Late Show. Um, and on this show, he basically spoke about why people should question God and how he believed that he is becoming a black atheist and that sort of thing. And so by me watching this video, it kind of just not necessarily added fuel to the fire for me talking about God, but it definitely made it even more important for me to dedicate the same time and energy and effort that I do to talk about gossip, to talk about life, to talk about everything else, uh, to give God that same recognition and respect and so I am just going to play a few minutes of his clip first and then go in so and 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 I've always said I'm I've I'm, I've always been in a struggle with religion and God because I, I I know that there are more of them out there but I, I think I'm this close if I'm not already there to being a, a black atheist I don't know that I believe no, in God. I haven't completely crossed over, but I'm like Anakin Skywalker. I'm I'm so close to the dark side uh -huh. that I'm I'm starting to feel like my faith in in, in religion and humanity, uh, and what this all is supposed to mean is a bunch of bullshit. Really? Yeah. Faith and humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't make sense to me because I hear you know and and, and listen I know. For a comic, one of the most challenging things to do is to try to do material that's deemed taboo mm -hmm. and risque. And one of the biggest challenges that I want to take on is to be able to go in front of a black audience and say, I don't believe in God, which is blasphemous. Because we in the black community, like Richard Pryor said, black people, we tight with God. Yeah. You know, um, that's our boy. And I just don't understand how we as a people historically put so much faith into this thing called God, but yet for 400 years we were in chains. For 400 years, we prayed. For 400 years, black people have a saying in church where we go, the pastor comes out and he goes, um, uh, God is good, ain't he? And we say all, all the, the time. time. All the time. God is good. All the time. 400 years, all the time. The 60s, all the time. The four black girls that died in the church bombing in Alabama, all the time. The nine black people shot by Dylan Roof in church, praising God. You would think if the, if the one place you are safe, mm -hmm. a safety zone, is in his house, and if God and the angels can't protect you in his house all the time, give me some of the time. Okay. But not all the time. God is good some of the time. And I don't listen, and I don't know whether God is black or white, but 
here's my thinking. Let's just say, okay, God is black. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, slaves are praying and, oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Mm-hmm. Freedom going to come one day. Well, freedom is inevitable. You aren't going to stay slaves forever. So you mean to tell me 400 years later, finally being free, now we want to go, he might not come when you call, but he's always on time. <laughs> if 400 years is on time, that's tardiness. So if God is real, he's a nigga because he's late. And if God is white, you're putting all your praise into this white God who clearly didn't give a fuck about you either. Mm. So which is he? Is he black? Is he white? If he's black, why wouldn't you look out for your own people? If he's white, now you're showing love to this figure who kept you locked up. None of that makes sense to me. And you say you haven't totally crossed over. No, 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 because no, because I, I look at things. I look at things like when I travel. And I've been all over the world, and I look at certain places, and I look at the beauty of certain things in terms of the earth, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just animal and nature, and I go, it's got to be a God. Right. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, and certainly when I'm in some pussy, I go, this got to be a God. <laughs> this feels so good. But then I pick up a newspaper, and I read how a, a four-year-old girl gets kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Now, I know they say God gives man free will. If God gives man free will, okay, I get that. But like the mafia, women and kids should be off limits. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing more terrible. I, I, have, I have three kids. I have my youngest daughter is five. Love her to death. I couldn't imagine what it might be, what it must be like for a child to feel the terror mm-hmm. of I'm losing my life. Where's my mother and father? Yeah. Someone help me. And if God can't step in at that moment and go, look, I know I give man free will, but this is a kid. All bets is off. Mm. So I don't, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Right. Too much of, the, of what goes on in this life does not make sense to me. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. I don't know that because I'm getting older, I start questioning my own mortality. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you're arrogant. Yeah. You think you're going to live forever. You think you're going to be, look like a movie star forever. Yeah. You, sh- you know, you, your shit don't stink. You're the best and the best in the world. Uh-huh. But the older you get and your back starts hurting and you make a noise when you get out of bed and you know, what's this pain on my knee? And you start questioning your mentality and you realize through being humble, uh, shit is weird. It's just weird, man. Yeah. Okay. So that was a lot of information that he basically gave um, in this sit-down interview. And for me personally, because this topic is very close to me, I want to make sure that I am as transparent as I can be. I just want to make sure that people are people do understand that this is just a personal opinion, a personal perspective. There's no, I don't want to say there's no facts to this because this is my life. So my life is factual, but this is just my personal opinion. When it comes to whether or not God is real or God is not real, I think everything is from a personal perspective and the personal perspective can either be from a hurt place or a healed place. Um, A lot of people have this misconstrued idea of the way that God works and how he works. People think that God is a genie who just grants all your wishes that, you know, you just pray to him one time and he's going to sweep over and he's just going to carry you off into the sunset and you guys are going to live happily ever after. And you guys are going to run into the sunset and all of your troubles and all of your worries are going to be gone. And I feel like that's where the disconnect is. Because although people don't want to believe in something, you not believing in something is still a belief. You being an atheist, your belief is in not believing that God exists, which is still a belief. So you're still believing in something. And 
there's just a lot of just opinions when it comes around religion, when it comes around God, when it comes around Christianity and who's right and who's wrong and what's real and what's not. And I just feel like the only way for you to know if God is real is if you have a personal experience with him. If you do not have a personal experience with him, then you will not believe that he exists. And truthfully, that's just as as truthfully as concrete as it goes. I know for a fact that I grew up in the church. I was raised in the church. I went to church every Sunday. I went to Leves, which was revivals that was held that, that we bounced from church to church, supporting the churches when they needed to make extra money for their church expenses and that sort of thing. So I was always surrounded by God and church and religion and all that other stuff. And with me, I was raped and abused by a deacon at my church for a few years and nobody knew about it. And I kept this to myself. I didn't tell anybody. I bothered it up. I kept it to myself. I handled all of my pains and my sorrows and my discomfort by myself. And I would have to sit in church and hear him talk about adultery, hear him talk about fornication, hear him talking about sex before marriage and how you're going to go to hell and how you're going to do this and how you're going to do that or whatever the case is, all while he's doing all of those things to me as a child. So from for me personally, the way that God works is God is not a genie. He is not someone who is just going to sit on his throne and just look down and just be like, you get a wish, 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 you get a wish. Once upon a time that could have happened, but we would never know exactly how that life would have turned out because of the forbidden fruit being eaten. And from that situation with the forbidden fruit being eaten, God then gave man free will. By God giving man free will, it's no longer me thinking for you. It's you thinking for yourself first, and then I step in. So with Aries talking about, you know, the 400 years of slavery, for um, Aries to talk about, you know, the the church massacre, for Aries to talk about um, just in general, we have to look at the bigger picture. Yes, God, quote unquote, was not in those situations, but how do we know? How do we know that he wasn't in those situations for one or two or three particular people? There's a lot of people that don't understand that just because you praise God, don't know that you know God. Just because you talk to him, don't mean that you really talk to him. Just because you pray to him, don't mean that you know him. And when it comes to God, people just have this weird, misconstrued thought process to how he works. For me personally, with all that I've been through in my lifetime, God has always been present. I just never gave God the credit when he has been present. And I never acknowledged God, even when things did not go about the way that I wanted them to be. You know, let's piggyback on me kind of sort of hitting at, you know, my sexual abuse when I was younger. I went through a really, really dark place. I went through a deep, 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 deep depression. I wanted to kill myself. I tried to pop my mom diabetic pills and and stuff like that. I started cutting myself. I was super duper depressed and I was very down. And I almost took my life several times. And one time I almost actually did until Kurt Franklin's song, More Than I Can Bear, came on. That song came on and it dropped me to my knees, okay? 
it dropped me to my knees and I cried. I cried like I never cried before. I cried and 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 I cried. And I felt like that was me crying to God. Truthfully, that was me letting everything out, like letting everything out. Because although like Aerie says that there should be, you know, a a exclusion when it comes to kids and exclusion when it comes to women, like the mafia and stuff like that, it still goes back to men having free will. You ultimately have the free will to either live your life positively or live your life negatively. If you live your life negatively, that could be a domino effect. And that domino effect can hurt generations of generations based off of that one negative effect. And until someone from those gen- from that particular generation steps out of that negativity and wants to change their life into a positive aspect, then that shift will never actually change. Going back to me and my my personal my personal journey. So that happened to me. Cried, cried, cried my eyes out, whatever the case is. And from that day on, I made a decision. I said, you know what? Whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, whenever I'm feeling like I can't go on, whenever I feel like there, I have nothing else to give, I'm just going to play this song, cry out to this song, make this song my safe haven song, make this song therapeutic to me. And after I listen to this song, I'm going to play the words over and over again. And if I, I'm not going to turn it off until I can sing the words without being emotional or being as emotional. And I kept that routine. I kept that routine going when I was in college and I had a professor failed me and gave me an F on an exam without even telling me anything about the exam because I was the only black person in his class passing. Because of that, I lost all my scholarships and my grants and I was not able to register for any of my classes because I had a balance that was due. The balance that was due was over $5,000. With this balance, I called my mom, I called my dad, I told them what was going on and that sort of thing. My mom was only able to come up with $2,000. So my mom gave me $2,000 and um, she was like, Sandra, that's all I got. You know, it's in God's hands. There's nothing else that I can do. This is This is all that I have to offer. If, you know, you do have to come back, you know, you can go to BC for one year and then transfer back after you get all your money back up. And so I was at a dark place once again, and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I I played my song more than I can bear. And I said, you know what, God, this is for you. Like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just give it to you. My mom told me to give it to you, so I'm going to just give it to you and I let it be. And I want to say probably like a week or so before the ad drop period, I went back on my virtual thing and I checked it. And um, I looked to see how much my balance was. My balance said zero. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, mom, I didn't know you sent me more money, sent sent me more money. She said, I didn't send you no more money. I told you all I had was the $2,000. What's going on? So I called my admissions office and I called them and I said, you know, hey, I just wanted to make sure that I'm in the clearance. I want to make sure that I'm good to go because I know that I had a previous balance and now I don't have a balance, but I just want to make sure that I that I'm good to go. And they said, yes, ma'am, um, we do see that you had a payment of $2,000 that was successfully received. But on our end, it just shows that everything is good to go. So if you would like to, we could register classes for you right then and there. So what did I do? I registered for classes right then and there. And then I was assaulted um, by a grown man and I was dragged in the street and the police department did absolutely nothing about it. And I feared for my life. And so I was driving an hour every day 
after work, which I would get off of work around 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I would drive every day about an hour or so over the bridge to go sleep on Ashley's couch. Shout out to you, Ashley. I would sleep on Ashley's couch. And I was doing this because I was afraid to stay in my dorm room because he knew exactly how my car looked. He knew where I stayed and that sort of thing. So I feared for my safety. I didn't feel I didn't feel safe. I felt like he was going to come back and kill me or do some harm to me. And so um, I did that and I literally had to repair myself and I had to fix, I had to change my, I had to uh, uh, get my GPA back up in order for me to be able to transfer. Because at the time I was still going to school in St. Pete. I did not want to stay in St. Pete because once again, I feared for my safety. So I wanted to transfer to the Tampa campus. But in order for me to have transferred, I had to get my GPA up back to over a 3.0. Because that teacher failed me, it dropped my GPA and I lost all my scholarships and all my grants. So that was basically me starting back over. During all of these trials and these tribulations that came about, I kept playing my song more than I could bear. Anytime that I felt overwhelmed, I kept doing it over and over again, over and over again. And then eventually, um, uh, one semester, I took six classes. I took two online. I took a total of eight classes in total for that semester because I was so determined to get out of St. Pete and go to Tampa. And so, lo and behold, the end of the semester, I was able to get my GPA up. And I didn't even know that my GPA was up until I received my acceptance letter from my transfer request to go to Tampa. From then, transferred over to Tampa, didn't have no job or anything of that sort, but I knew that that's where I wanted to go. Prayed on it, believed in it, had faith that it was possible. Landed my first job at Forever 21 while I was up there, paid for my rent, everything was good to go. And I can go on and on and on and on, on, but that's not the point. What I want people to understand is God is not a genie. God does not move because you want him to move. And God is always there. God is in everything that you do. God is everywhere that you are. You just have to do it for yourself first. What people fail to realize is God cannot move mountains if you're not moving. God cannot help you if you're not helping yourself first. You can't keep praying to God and asking God to relieve you from this, relieving from that, relieve you from this, relieve you from that. But you're only half-assing your days. You're only putting 50% of the dedication instead of 110%. You're only sacrificing a little because you don't want to sacrifice it all. It's a lot of the little things that people do not do that determines where they are at in this very moment in their life. God is real, but God cannot help you unless you help yourself first. For example, would you reward somebody for bad behavior? You wouldn't. So if you're praying to God and you're asking God to get you a house, get you your dream house. God, I want my dream house. God, I want my dream house. God, I want my dream house. I, I deserve my dream house. God, 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 God. But you can't hold $200 in your savings account without taking it out to go eat the Chick-fil-A. You, can, you can't even hold a penny to your name without cash apping it. Why would God reward you for bad behavior? Why would God give you a house if he knows you cannot even sustain the mortgage? You cannot even sustain if your pipe broke. You wouldn't even be able to sustain if your if, if, if you're, if you're, uh, uh, breaker bust. You know, there's a lot of little things that we do not do. That prevents us from getting our full blessings that we then in turn blame God for.
Granted, God gave man free will. And by God giving man free will, I personally believe that God in the universe is now separated, which is your yin and your yang. God in the universe would have been one if it wasn't for Adam and Eve, which is why man has free will. And life isn't as perfect as it would have been if we were under him. And so in order for you to reach him, you would have to know him. And in order for you to know him, you would have to know yourself. A lot of people don't know themselves well enough. And that's why they constantly go to church. And that's why they constantly give tithes. And that's why they constantly make themselves bigger than what the illusion of themselves bigger is because they don't know themselves well enough. So they rather mask in everything else and then think turn and, and turn to God and tell God, you know, you are amazing. You are this, you are that, but you don't know yourself. So you're praying for something and you're asking God to provide you with things that you don't even know that you need, or you don't even know how you would use them if he gave them to you. God is a spiritual being at the end of the day. And he is a spiritual being who will help you help yourself without judging you, without belittling you, without criticizing you. God is always there for you, even when you don't give him credit. There's no such thing as coincidences. I know when I made the decision that I wanted to move to Charlotte after college, I said it, I spoke it, I prayed on it, and I went, I moved, I went. I didn't question it. I didn't question myself. I didn't question if it was possible. I didn't question if it wasn't possible. I said, God, this is what I want. This is where I'm trying to go. Help me help myself. And you know what I did? I did applications. You know what I did? I looked at my apartments. You know what I did? I put a down payment on something. You know what I did? I researched. I did my part first. God cannot help you unless you help yourself first. I kid you not. As I was driving up to Charlotte to go to my apartment, I got my job call from Victoria's Secret. I didn't even have a job. All I had was an apartment in my name. All I had was faith in myself, faith in him, and faith in my situation, and that's it. And as I was driving up to Charlotte, I got a call from Victoria's Secret, and I did my interview over the phone, and I got the job over the phone. Even after that, when it was time for me to move out by myself after Tatiana and I went our separate ways, and it was time for me to get the apartment by myself, I prayed over myself. I did my part. I made sure that I told God how dedicated and how willing I am to make whatever sacrifices I need to make to get myself to my next level. God cannot help you unless you help yourself first. And truth be told, you have to learn how to take life with a grain of salt. All those pains, all those trials, all those tribulations, there is hurt in the struggle. There's bruises that comes in the struggles. But you have to be built in order for you to sustain the blessings that he has. You cannot be bought because you won't be appreciative of it. You won't be, you won't hold those, those, those resources. You won't hold those trophies. You won't hold those up with such gratitude if they were just given to you. And, and, and that's why there are certain trials and tribulations that you have to go to, to mold the mold you into the person that you need to become. You have to be molded. You have to be grounded. You know, granted, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is definitely different. I cannot speak for nobody but myself, but I know for myself, 
wholeheartedly, 100%, the woman that I am today, right now, talking to you guys on this podcast is because of God himself. I cannot give nobody else that credit. There has been many, 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 many dark days. Why? Because man gives, God gave man free will. And those dark days, I had to take ownership of my doing. I had to take ownership in my part, whether that was me staying too long in a situation, whether that was me not trusting myself in a situation, whether that was me making the power of my tongue disrupt me in a way that it ruined the situation that I had. I had to take ownership of my situation in order for my situation to change. There's a lot of people that pray to God and ask God to help them help themselves, but you're not doing your part too. You're not doing your part to change the things that you need to change for yourself. You can't keep praying to God and say, God, help me with my money situation, but you're not trying to save. You can't pray to God and ask God, hey, I want to get a car, but you're not looking at cars. You're not trying to balance your books to make sure that you can sustain a car payment. Hey, God, I really want an apartment, but you're not looking at places. You're not budgeting. You're not putting what you want out there. You're not manifesting. Prayer is beyond praying, okay? Prayer is beyond praying. Prayer comes in manifesting. Praying comes over speaking highly of yourself. Praying comes with having faith beyond the prayers. There is a lot of steps that people miss, and that's why they believe that God does not exist. God is everywhere. God is everywhere and every single thing. God is in the moon. God is in the sun. God is in the wind. God is in the leaves. Okay. God is in the roots. God is everywhere. You know how powerful God is? Think about this. You have a seed, a seed that stays in the ground. And as you're walking by, as you're going on and going on about your day, you don't even know that the seed exists. You don't even know that the seed was planted, okay? Little do you know, underground, this seed already has so many roots in the soil, so many foundations, so many placements already in the soil, but you're still moving. And you don't even know that this, you don't even know that this seed existed until you see a little leaf pop up. And then that little leaf grows into another leaf. And that little leaf grows into another leaf. And ultimately that leaf starts growing into a branch. Then that branch start growing into a trunk. And then well before you know it, it becomes a full-blown tree. It becomes a full-blown tree. But what had to happen prior to that tree becoming a tree? It had to be planted. It had to be watered. It had to have sunlight. It had to be in the best place. It had to be nourished. It had to be protected. Okay? It had to be protected. It had to be planted. It had to be nourished. And everything that happened to make that tree become that tree was behind closed doors. That is man's free will. Behind closed doors. Your responsibility is to do your part first. And then God will do his. People have things messed up when it comes to the way God works. You have God and you have the universe. The universe is yourself. The universe is life. Life issues, life problems, life shortcomings, life blessings, life curses. That is a part of the universe. That is a part of life. Things that you can control, things that you can't control. That's why you have the saying, God grant me the serenity to know the difference, the courage, the acceptance. What I don't, I don't, I don't you, you know what I'm saying. You know, that is where you come in. 
God gave man free will and it's on you and yours to determine what you choose to do with that free will. What you choose to do with that free will ultimately determines what God does, period. What you do with your free will ultimately determines what God does with his. Okay, God is not a genie who grants you your wishes. God is your protector. He cannot protect those who he cannot touch. Not everywhere you go, he can reach you. Okay, that's what people felt about. There's a lot of places that you go that he cannot reach you because he didn't send you there. Granted, he he spoke about, you know, Aries spoke about the whole Dylan Roof situation. Truth be told, those people that died in that church, that wasn't God's doing. That wasn't in God's will. That was Dylan's free will. And because of Dylan's free will, it cost eight people their lives. But you cannot blame God for that. People like to blame God for everything and anything that happens in this world that, that does not make sense. But a lot of people do not use their free will wisely. If this world, if everybody used their free will for good, if everybody used their free will to, to spew out love, to spew out grace, to spew out humility, to spew out empathy, this world would be a reflection of God. But people do not. People do not. God is everywhere, but not everything has God in it. I'm going to say it again. God is everywhere, but not everything has God in it. There's a lot of people that don't understand that God is a spiritual being, okay? In order for you to in order for you to be one with him, faith must lie through you completely. No self-doubt, no troubles, no worries, none of that because you trust yourself first. Trusting in you is trusting in him. And once again, he cannot move mountains unless you move. God is beyond church. God is beyond the Bible. God is beyond praying. You know, I just, I just honestly believe that in order for you to know whether God is real or not, you first have to have that conversation with yourself. Do you have faith in yourself? Do you have faith in yourself and knowing wholeheartedly that anything that you set your mind to, that you can get it? That's number one. Number two, after you have that conversation with yourself and you say, yes, I do believe that anything that I set my mind to, I can get. The second question that you have to ask yourself, are you willing to do whatever it takes first? Even if you don't get the results that you wish to get. A lot of people stop trying for themselves first because they don't get the results that they're looking for. There has been several different stories in the Bible where it was trials after trials after trials after trial, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, trial error, until you get it right. Why? Because something that works for somebody else may not work for you, but that's for you to find out. And that's for you to want it bad enough that you're willing to do the work, even if you cannot see the progression. A lot of people stop doing their part because they don't see the work after the first try. After the first try, nah, this ain't for me. How you know? How you know? If you don't even give yourself the opportunity to go back on the drawing board to figure it out. I can say that for myself with my podcast, with Queen's Table. I doubted myself time and time and time and time again. And God gave me the free will to either decide if I wanted to continuously do it or not. And what did I do? I stopped doing it. Why? Because I listened to everybody else but myself. Why? Because I didn't trust myself enough. I didn't have faith in myself wholeheartedly. I questioned myself. When you question yourself, you're questioning him. God is beyond church in the Bible. God is a spiritual being. He is a spiritual connection. 
You cannot have a relationship with God if you don't have a relationship with yourself. Period. You cannot have a relationship with God if you don't have a relationship with yourself. I am so in tune with myself, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. I know what I want out of life. I know what I don't want out of life. I know what I want from a man. I know what I don't want from a man. I know what I want from my friends, what I don't want from my friends. I know what I want from my family, what I don't want from my family. I am so clear with my intentions when it comes to myself that I know what I want and what I don't want to the point that when I know God is speaking to me, I can listen because I'm so in tune with myself that when he talks, I know when he's talking to me and you have to figure out ways to get God to talk to you because God is ready to hear you. God is ready to answer your questions, help you out, whatever situation, whatever problems that you have. But you have to talk to him. Talk to God before you talk to man. Man cannot help you. Man only sees what they see. God sees everything. God sees everything before man does. There has been several friends, several exes that I've helped along the line, uh, along the way for them to find their own relationship with God. And their life has changed dramatically, 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 dramatically. But it all starts with a conversation. I don't pray. You know, I have conversations. So like how I'm talking to y'all right now is how I talk to him. I tell him about my day. Like, you know, today was rough. You know, I really feel like X, Y, Z. I really feel dumb. I, I feel slow. I feel like this is not for me. I feel I feel self-doubt. I feel pity. Like, help me help myself. Like, let me know if there's more that I should do and I'll do it. Let me know if, if, if I'm not doing enough. Show me. And he does. Why? Because I'm in tune with myself. If you don't know yourself, you cannot know God. You cannot know God because then you're not going to listen to the messages that he is trying to tell you because you're not in tuned with yourself. Your intuition is the only way that you can hear him. The only way that you can hear him is through your intuition, through that gut feeling telling you yes or no. That, that is your connection. The butterfly feelings that you feel, that is your connection. And you cannot get those connections if you don't have that relationship with him. And there's a lot of people that don't have that relationship with him but still expect him to do. Do for yourself first and God will meet you there. I kid you not. Do for yourself first and God will meet you there. As far as, you know, anybody else can go, if God is real, I cannot answer that for nobody but myself. And I have stories after stories after stories after stories, personal testimonies after personal testimonies after personal testimonies, even when it comes down to my family, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's not my place to kind of go into details with their business. But I just feel like, in order for you to know God, you have to know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, there's going to always be a disconnect. There's going to always be a disconnect. And you also have to figure out what language speaks best to you. There's a lot of people that are words of affirmation type people, which is me. So I download certain apps that will give me the words that I need. I have Sprinkle of Jesus. I have Affirmation Sunshine. I, I mean, excuse me, Internal Sunshine. I have She Who Is Called. I have the Bible app. You know, I follow uh, certain um, Instagram pages and stuff like that. You know, I'm doing my part to allow God to reach me in more ways than one. So to kind of give you guys a better perspective of exactly what I mean, um, I actually stumbled across a video um, of Essence Atkins. Um, if you are not familiar with her, she played on Half and Half 
uh, which was like a nice little cute little sitcom about um, stepsisters um, that kind of now have to get along with each other and that sort of thing, which was a really good show, by the way. But um, and this was her way of kind of giving perspective as to how her journey feels and how the journey of God is. So take a listen. I heard Jesus talking to me and it wasn't like out loud, but it was a voice that was not my own and the words were not my own. And I remember thinking, am I crazy? Like, what is happening right now? And I went into the kitchen and I made dinner and the voice was like, set a place for me. And so I set the table for two and I cooked and I, I didn't serve food on the second plate, but I prepared a second space. And I remember opening the door and like sitting down at the table and speaking out loud to the voice that was asking me questions and having a conversation. And later that night, later that night, I remember randomly opening the Bible and I went, it took me to Revelations 3.20 and I read, yay, though I'd stand at the door and knock. And I was like, to me, you know, I'm from New York. I was like, yo, this just happened. Like, I just had a conversation with God and he came in and he ate with me. He didn't eat, but he ate with me and I heard his voice and I talked to him and I saw that scripture after and that's the first scripture that I ever memorized. And I was like, this is so, like, it was undeniable. I'm like, whoa, I had no idea that Christ and the relationship is personal. It's not, it's not somewhere up there. It's personal. It's in the lion's den with you. You know, it is in the fire. It's not like, oh, I'm up here and I'm just hovering and I'm just bestowing. And it's like, it's not fairy dust. God is with you. He's right there with you through it all. Every second of every moment of moment of every day through everything and there's no mistake that you can't recover from and there's no sin that makes him love you less and that was just an astounding practical moment for me so when it comes down to it if god's real only you can answer that for yourself only you and i hope this episode helps someone who is on the fence with you know, religion and stuff like that. I'm I'm not religious at all whatsoever. I don't consider myself a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in a higher being. Whether or not he's black, white, brown, Spanish, don't know, don't really care. Um, I know God works when you work for yourself first. And God is ready to have a relationship with anybody who's ready to have a relationship with him. Because he's always there just waiting, waiting for you to open your mouth and say, Hey, God, and that's literally all it took, and that's literally all it's going to ever take for God to hear you out, and it may not happen today, it may not happen tomorrow, but I promise y'all, one day it will, and I'm a living, breathing testimony of that, and so I would love to hear other people's, you know, walks with God and, you know, how they feel about God and that sort of thing, because like I said, I'm an open ear, I do believe in, in everybody's right to believe in what they believe. Um, and so I'm not one to ever be disrespectful when it comes to someone else's belief, but you will never, ever disrespect God in my presence. So if you're not 
ready to have a open and honest and meaningful, respectable conversation. And don't have one with me because I'm the wrong person when it comes to God. But I know what I know. And I have friends that know what they know. And God cannot work for you unless you work for yourself first. So if you have not already, check out our previous episodes below. And until next time, you dirty, filthy whorebags. Hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah.